It's prep football preview, and now we set our sights to Fargo Shanley, head football coach of the Deacons. That's Troy Mathern joining us. And uh, Troy, you know, just looking at the history of Fargo Shanley football, we know it goes a very long way in terms of Sid Sitchie and a lot of players who have gone on to either, whether it's college football or just gone on to their next career in life. Uh, but when you look at Fargo Shanley, first year playing in Class 3A since 2008 last year, a really good season, 6-3 and three mark. You missed the playoffs in a very tight EDC race three losses by a combined nine points so let's just start there Troy first year back in class 3a what did you kind of learn about this uh, football team and what do you think it's going to bring into their second year of being back to three and what they can take from that experience last season coach you know I think we're really excited for year two you know obviously going through year one our kids uh, really didn't know what to expect that jump from 2a to 3a and I thought after that Fargo South game you know we were very wide-eyed going over there for that first EDC game but once we settled in the second half and then truly throughout the rest of the season. Um, I thought our kids were comfortable. So this second time around, we expect a lot of a lot of good things. we got a lot of kids returning. Um, probably the biggest thing now is just that mental toughness. You know, we had a lot of situations throughout the year, whether it's short yardage or, or a chance to get off the field or a chance to convert a first down or a touchdown. Just those little things that add up, which kind of led to that nine-point uh, difference that you talked about. You know, some way, somehow, we got to turn those three-point losses into wins now. And and hopefully that will put us in a conversation for an EDC title because that's our goal year in and year out when we moved up to AAA is, is we want to be part of that conversation. So when you're talking about the elite teams in EDC or you're talking about the elite teams or the elite programs around the state in AAA, Shanley wants to be part of that conversation, and, and that's what we're building towards as we move into this football season. I know in baseball we all the kind of the old adage is you're good up the middle. If you have good quality pitching, you know, a catcher, second and a shortstop and alongside center field, you're probably gonna get the job done. I take a look at your squad trying to say there's gonna be some experience back on the offense and defensive line. Obviously Cooper Mathern coming back, uh Emmett Kenny at a kicker, which is always a weapon in high school sports. And then that's before I get to maybe some of their particular uh more, you know, elusive places on the field, whether it's a wide receiver or or a running back. So I think if I look at your guys, so to speak, baseball term up the middle, looks pretty good this season for the Deacons coming in. Yeah, we're excited about that. And you know, if you talk to any high school coach around around the state, you always want to start with your offensive and defensive lines, in which we return a good number of kids that have good experience that played last year. Granted one of the ones we lost was Joe Calva and he made a lot he made us look a lot you know, he made us look good in a lot of areas. So we're definitely gonna miss a kid like that. You know, anytime you have a division one player on your offensive and defensive lines, you're gonna truly miss him. So our kids gotta to learn to play without him now. But again, like I said, you know, this is their second time around, so we expect good things. You know, they all put in the time in the off season. And then secondly, like you mentioned, having Cooper back at quarterback, every quarterback that I've had that's been a two year starter, that transition from his junior year to his senior year has always been remarkable, and I don't expect anything different with Cooper. You know, he's put in the time. Just the speed of the game is going to slow down for him. He has checks, his reads. So we expect him to have a good season as well. And, and with that, you know, there's a lot of weapons around him. You know, Carter Copeland, Henry Collins, Braden DeKaiser, Aiden Devine, you know, and with a lot of our skilled kids return from last season that have a lot of experience. So, so we're not going to be new to EDC. We're not going to be new to the schedule. These kids have been through it. A good number of them have uh, know what to expect. So we're excited to get this going and, and for year two in AAA. 
We've seen some guys over the years at Fargo Shanley, uh, Troy, you know, obviously move on to the next level and play at the collegiate side of things, whether it's a walk on at an FCS uh, program, a moving to Division Two, And, you know, anytime we talk about a kicker, I think in high school football, that is a big weapon, whether you can have a guy that can make a 30-yard field goal, 40, and maybe, dare I say, 50-yard field goals. And for some reason, it seems like when it was 2A, 3A, Shanley's always had someone who can, you know, kick, punt, do something with the football with a pretty good level of consistency. Uh, how big is having that in, as we mentioned before, three games, nine points can determine a football game when it comes to you know one field goal or one extra point having Emma Kenny back there? Yeah, no question. I mean, to have that level of kicker in your program is huge. You know, from the aspect of high school football, which has a few different rules, number one, uh, on a kickoff, if it goes in the end zone, it's an automatic touchback, which is always nice because they can't bring it out. And to make a high school football team go 80 yards on their drive after score, it's, it's tough to do. And secondly, you know, you can try those 50-yard field goals like you mentioned or even longer, 55, because, again, if those go into the end zone, those are touchbacks, and they, they come out to the 20-yard line versus, like, college and NFL, they'll go where the spot of the kick is. So that's those are two huge advantages. But, yeah, just, just being able to have a Division One type kicker on your, on, your, um, on your team, you can – there's truly a difference. You know, the foot – or the ball just comes off his foot differently than anybody else. I always, you know, compare it to a good golfer. Whenever you watch a good golfer swing, that ball just comes off totally different. Emmett's the same way as a kicker. It's just it's just fun to watch him. And he's definitely put in the time to get to the level that he's at. And I'm excited, you know, as he goes into the fall and this offseason, of what more Power 5 teams continue to come on and recruit him. Before we get going here, Troy, and talk about some of the EDC contenders and state title contenders, the big uh, word has been flexible. I know in, in sports at any level, especially with what happened in the spring to what we're doing in the summer now, getting ready for a fall season here. Uh, from a coach's standpoint, but also a parent standpoint as well, Troy, how has how has Fargo Shanley, when it comes to the athletic side, but also the football side, uh, done with COVID-19? And has it been different in terms of talking to your son or talking to your team or what has been added to to maybe some of the day-to-day stuff that you just require kids to do now, Troy? You know, it's different. I think the best way to put it is different and unique. And, um, you know, I think for so long we were always like, all right, are we going to be able to play? Are we going to be able to play? And now we're here. You know, we were able to have our first day of fall camp. So now we are here. So like I told our players last night and our coaching staff, we truly have to change our mindset now that, yes, we are playing football. We do expect to play a season. We will have our home opener you know, on the 28th against Fargo South. So it's not about what if or what's going to happen. We now have to prepare and get mentally focused for that football game and for the football season. So I think that's been the biggest difference is there's so many unknowns still with protocols and whatnot. But our kids understand that, yes, there is football in front of us. We are going to play games until people tell us differently. But, you know, our kids understand what's at stake. You know, we're, we're in a very unique situation with the state of North Dakota being allowed to play football, you know, with Minnesota shut down and, and a lot of the colleges shutting down. We know we're in a unique situation, and we're going to make sure that we understand that and we do everything possible as players, as coaches, as a program, as a school to make sure we're doing what we can do to make sure that's not taken away from us. It's a little different this year, too, with the schedule, not having any Western Conference or EDC crossover games. So game number one, it, it counts a little bit more because that counts right to your conference, and you got Fargo South game number one of the season. So if I take your team out here, Troy, who are going to be some EDC contenders, do you think, to get those top four spots and try to make you know that playoff push, so to speak, once you get to the end of the season? You know, I think, again, you're going to see a lot of parity across the EDC, just like it's been for the last handful of years, and uh, there's always – 
you know, the, uh, the front runners, you know, you got to look at Cheyenne and Davies, obviously, as the front runners, as they're always in the mix. But if you go back and look at the scores last year, there was a lot of tight football games. You know, West Fargo was right there with playoffs. You know, North went to the wire with a few teams. Um, Grand Forks Central had us on the ropes up there. Uh, Red River beat Bismarck High in a non-conference game. So I think any given night, you know, you got to be prepared. And I think that's probably the biggest difference for our kids to understand at the AAA level. Every Friday night is going to be a grind. It's going to be a battle no matter who you're playing. And that's something that maybe we didn't experience week in and week out at the AA level. So um, our kids now know again that second year round that no matter who we are playing on a Friday night, we got to be ready. But uh, I think it still goes back to, you know, it goes back to Cheyenne and Davies as the kind of the cream of the crop, so to speak, and the EDC and, until somebody knocks those guys off, those are those are going to be the programs that we got to shoot for. There's been a theme in Class 3 over the last three years. That's a senior quarterback with some senior guys around him, uh, particularly on the line. Andy Gravdahl, West Fargo Packers, Will Madler, Bismarck High, and Kate Feeney and Bismarck Century last season. So uh, state title teams uh, this year, Troy, if I again take your team out of it, you mentioned West Fargo, Shine, and Davies in the East. Is it Bismarck Centuries to potentially lose because they're defending champs, or do you think someone else might have a inside shot obviously on august the 11th as we stand now to to try to host a you know hoist a title here once we get to the Dakota Bowl. you know i think you got to start with bismarck century they just got right now they just got a culture of winning it doesn't matter what sport they have right now whether it's basketball football girls sports they just have a culture of winning in their school and until somebody again can take them down they're going to be the team that you got to shoot for but i know bismarck high is going to be much better too they return a lot of experience you know minot's got a new coaching staff who's got a good pedigree, so we expect them to be a lot better. Uh, Bandan returned a lot of kids. You know, they have a Division One player who can change the outcome just by himself, so I know Mandan's going to have a nice squad. So for the most part, I would say the WDA is going to be a lot like the EDC where there's going to be a lot of parity, and, and again, any given Friday night, you know, any team can knock any team off, and, and like you mentioned before, losing that non-conference two games is huge because now you jump into week one, which generally is week three, you know, that's a counter, and it's important towards the standings, you know, because what if we don't get all of our football games in and then there's going to be different criteria of who gets in the playoffs. So every game is a must-win because, you know, if we get to a shortened season, we want to make sure, again, we're not on the outside looking in. To that point, Troy, and final thing for you, the flexibility of the schedule with both the West and the EDC up already building in some bye weeks. Normally you don't get a bye week in high school football, right? Normally it's, hey, first game, and then we hope that if there's a chance to maybe take a little respite, that's because you're playing on a Wednesday night, then hopefully the next week you're playing on a Friday in the postseason, whether you're hosting or on the road. But now all of a sudden, seven you know conference games, you got a couple bye weeks in there. Uh, as much as you know that you're going to play Fargo South come, you know, week number one of the season at the end of August, that could potentially change. So as a coach, have you really talked to your uh, coaching staff and players to understand that every week there could be something that just might be a little bit more unique than what we've had in years prior? We have. And from a COVID standpoint, I actually like the schedule a lot because of, like you mentioned, those buy-in weeks or those buy weeks because, you know, if there is a case of positive tests, you don't want to put a team at a competitive imbalance that they can't play that football game or they can't be competitive. So Hopefully, whether one team gets it or another, we can move that game to that bye week. So it is a competitive game. So everybody does have that equal chance of making the playoffs. But, yeah, we our kids know and our coaching staff knows that everything's fluid. But we have to, again, get that mindset and prepare that, yes, our first game is against Fargo South, and we plan on playing that until we hear differently. And, um, you know, we're going to go to work each day at practice and make sure we're, we're getting better as a football player and ultimately as a football program. So, um 
no matter what happens down the road, we'll, we'll be prepared for it. But again, we're just getting to work and getting ready for South on the 28th. Since Citrus Stadium always a place to be, that'll be the place to be on the 28th as Fargo Shanley hosts Fargo South. Troy, as always, thank you so much for your time. Hope to talk to you on a sideline press box somewhere where we're on the same field. I near you sooner rather than later, okay? You bet, Chase, and we appreciate your coverage of high school sports.